Welcome to the Inspiring Women of the 719 podcast, brought to you by the Success Collective. You see these women every day in the grocery store and on the soccer field. They are women just like you and me, and yet they are living inspirational lives through their thoughts, words, and actions. Let's meet the powerhouse next door with today's host, Jessica Daniels. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us to celebrate women here in Colorado Springs who are shaking things up by being absolutely inspiring and always going the extra mile and doing the unordinary things. Here to join us today is one of your new co-hosts, Melody Christian. For those of you who didn't have a chance to listen in last time and hear the conversation with your new four co-hosts, I want to introduce Melody to you because Melody is a mover and a shaker. She is somewhat quiet and reserved, but don't let that fool you because she likes to shake things up. Melody is a wife to John. She's an adoptive mother of two beautiful babies. One of them's a toddler, one of them's an infant, and they are just the most precious things you've ever seen. And then she also owns Finicky Fox Designs. She loves gardening and she collects chickens. <laughs> she also loves foxes, hence the name Finicky Fox Designs for her company. And she has a tendency to make everything that is ugly turn into something beautiful, whether it's gardening or chickening or doing graphic design or website design. She just has a knack for making everything look pretty much perfect. So welcome today, your new co-host, Melody Christian. Hi, thanks for interviewing me today, Jess. <laughs> did I capture all the things correctly? Oh, my word. Yes, you absolutely did. I love chickening and gardening <laughs> <laughs> and making things beautiful naturally. <laughs> chickening is a thing, isn't it? You're a oh, chickener? It absolutely is. It absolutely is. <laughs> <laughs> so Melody, Tell us a little bit about your story. I just told everybody where you are today, right? But then like, what's the story of how you got to where you are today? You know, you graduate high school, you got in the world on your own. Yep. How did you get from there to here? So I started in graphic design as an in-house designer. Um, I, I would encourage anybody who is in college or just graduated, look for internships because that is honestly how I got plugged in um, to my career. And I loved working in-house. I worked in-house for five years for, for several nonprofit organizations. Um, and I loved what I did because, you know, we were doing things for a greater cause and I was in a, a child spon sponsorship organization and I loved my work. However, I felt like um, the clocking in at 9am and clocking out at 5pm, it, it just the balance felt off to me. I, I didn't understand why I was leaving my house for such a long time in my family. And um, at the time I didn't have kids yet, but I knew that that was going to be in our future. And so um, I really, God kind of shoved me through a door um, because my husband looked at uh, taking on a new job in the company that I was at. And so he got that job, except it came with the caveat that we could not work together. So it was either me or him that would continue working for the organization. And I said, this is my out. I'm going to start my own business. See you later. <laughs> so I uh, started my own graphic design business with one client on my docket in my project list. Um, wow. And 
just with faith and a prayer, I stepped forward and I haven't looked back since. So it's been four years now. And um, I, I have an assistant in my business, which I feel like is a very small feat, but it feels like more of a business when, you know, once you get an assistant to do some of those things. <laughs> <laughs> feels more legit. It does. And I have um, a couple of designers that I contract to, um, but I really just love working with small businesses and branding. And I do all of the hands-on creative work. And, um, and yeah, so I've been, I've been doing that now on my own for um, almost five years and I don't plan to stop. <laughs> okay. And you have two children. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that journey. Oh, yeah. So um, about a year and a half into starting my own business, me and my husband said, okay, you know, I'm, I'm at home now uh, full time and I'm, I think I'm ready to juggle my business and becoming a mother. And of course, we all have our picture perfect plans. And so um, we started trying and I wasn't getting pregnant and um, three years flew by <laughs> and um, we started considering adoption. And I had several um, friends close to me that had adopted and I'd seen their stories and I thought they were beautiful. And that was always kind of something in the back of my head and my heart. And um, instead of pursuing either IVF or something medical, I said, you know what, I am, I am happy with the option of adoption. Like that to me excites me. And um, I, I couldn't learn enough about it. And so I talked with John about it. And uh, at first he was a little hesitant. And <laughs> we talked more about it and prayed more about it. And we finally um, arrived that yes, we wanted to um, adopt domestically. So we actually um, have an open adoption, which means we have a relationship with uh, both of my, my kids' uh, biological moms. Um, and so they are a part of the family. Um, they know them and they love them. Nora is only seven months old, so she doesn't quite know yet, but <laughs> she'll get there. Um, but yeah, so it's a little bit about our, our journey and growing our family. Such a, such a cool story because you had that, that moment, that defining moment where it was either he take the job or you stay in the job. So it was one or the other. So you had this catalyst that forced you almost to make a life defining change. Where do you think you'd be if you hadn't had that moment? <laughs> oh my goodness. I always say that it, it, it took that kind of a moment to really get me to start my own business because when you're comfortable, you know, like even though you might not be happy where you're at, you're still comfortable. The bills are still being paid. Things are still orderly. Like you're just not gonna take that big leap into the risk and the unknown. You know, and so I, I think it, it was definitely the shove that I needed. I'd like to look at it and say, if it wasn't that, it would have been something else. It would have been a defining moment for me to make that decision. Um, but just looking at it, it just, it all worked out perfectly. So it's interesting that you say that because I'm pretty sure that on one of my Pinterest boards, I have one of those Pinterest boards that has like all these inspirational quotes because I just love words. And one of them I'm pretty sure says that comfort is the enemy of progress. Mm. That is so Which is, true. <laughs> yeah, it's so meaningful and so true because you're right. When we're comfortable, we don't shake things up, right? Nobody wants to go and, and shake your life up in a cocktail shaker, right? But when it gets shaken in the cocktail shaker, you're forced to figure out, okay, where do the pieces fall? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's even how it was with adoption. I mean, I saw, I saw my friends who had adopted and I loved their stories and I, I, I loved everything about it. Right. But we didn't have 
$45,000 to go adopt and just fundraising and all of that, like it just seemed so insurmountable. But then here we were faced with, okay, well, this is going to be the, the way that we're going to grow our family. And I, I mean, I have two of the most amazing kids. I would never, I would never want any differently. Right. So it's, yeah. That makes me so happy. And you're inspiring to a lot of other women who are in, in a similar situation. So, you know, it's, and this might be a hard question for you to answer because I know you personally, and I know that you don't see yourself as kind of like, you know, a powerhouse or like a badass, you know, but realistically you really are. And so the question is like, when do you feel the most on top of it? When do you feel like you're at your most inspiring? Oh my goodness. Well, I'm a one on the Enneagram. And so that is a very difficult number because we are um, perfectionists to a fault. And I think that I, I used to find a lot of um, of my worth in perfectionism, like being the, the firstborn and you know, the goody two-shoe, follow the rules, like <laughs> straight and narrow. Um, I, I feel like though, just in the last couple of years, discovering um, myself and the impact that I have on others when I'm not perfect and when I can be vulnerable and authentic with them, um, I feel like it is are my opportunities to have the most impact and be the most inspiring. And so I like to be real and be like, listen, uh, I, I've actually contemplated lately getting a new branding shoot done for my business. And I want to bring my kids. I want to like have a headshot of my perfect professional self and then like zoom out. And I have like two kids hanging off of me, <laughs> wiping peanut butter down my shirt. And then, you know, Nora spitting up on me on the other side. Like, this well, is, that's the reality, right? It is. Like behind every like successful entrepreneurial working mom, you have the moments where you're like, you know, I just had this perfect polished presentation, but you didn't realize I was wiping graham cracker spit off of my dress in the bathroom before I walked in here. Like that's that's the reality. (laughs) Exactly. So if I can make it through my day and I'm at the end of my day, I look back on it and I say, okay, I was fully present for my children. And I, I kicked ass with this business and, um, help somebody achieve something in their business. Um, I, I, that is, that's when I just feel, I guess, the most on top of it. Awesome. Okay. So here's kind of a fun one. And I know you're a chickener and I, it's my new word and a gardener. Um, but what else, okay. If money were no object and you could do whatever, like what else do you kind of secretly wish you were doing? I wish I was a ballerina. Oh, really? <laughs> I do. Did you so do I, ballet? I did when I was really young, but I, uh, for our listeners, I'm six foot two. So I'm very tall and I had bad knees. And so the doctor literally said like, she can't keep dancing because her knees are bad. And looking back on it, you know, even my parents regret it. They're like, oh, we should have helped you make your knees strong. No, <laughs> not taking you out of dance. Um, but I, like if I could take a ballet class and if I could like travel and be a part of like a, a ballet company, like that is, oh my gosh, I can see it though. You're so graceful and gracious. Like you just float into a space. I can totally see it. Well, I try until I like trip upstairs, but yeah, thanks. <laughs> okay. Last question for the day. 
what advice would you have for other women? Oh my goodness. What advice would I have for other women? Well, this might be forefront on my mind because I just wrote a blog post about it, but I feel like this is so, so important. And it's that you need to give yourself grace. I think we can be so hard on ourselves just with all of the different hats that we wear and all of the different roles that we fill. And I think we need to meet ourselves with a large amount of grace in the moment at the end of every day. Um, we're going to fail. We're going to have our toddler throw our, our meal that we worked so hard on across the room. You know, we're going to have, we're going to be turned down by clients. Um, and so I think we need to learn to give ourselves grace and then um, be able to just use it at, to step up and, and improve ourselves and to move on and to still do great things and not get down on ourselves for the moments that we might fall a little short because everybody falls short. So that's just, that's just expected. <laughs> well, and such an important lesson coming from a perfectionist, right? <laughs> I mean, it says a lot that somebody who really strives to be perfect all the time, their advice to other people is give yourself grace and don't expect yourself to be perfect. I think that's, that's pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Melody. Thank you for joining us. I'm so excited for the audience to, to hear you host this show and bring out the stories of other inspiring and wonderful women here in the 719 area code. You're going to do amazing. They're going to adore you just like I do. And I, one of these days, I need to see your ballerina moves. <laughs> awesome. Well, I can't wait. Thank you so much, Jess. Yep. Thanks for joining us today, those of you who are listening, and stay inspired. Thanks for listening to Inspiring Women of the 719. Please like, subscribe, and follow us on all the socials. Until next time, here's to inspiring the 719, one woman at a time.